This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Well, today we bring our series called Building a Better Life to a Close. In these lessons, Pastor Rick dives into the Bible and shows us how God can take a difficult situation and use it to help you build a better future. Well, you've probably noticed the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. But it's not always easy to feel grateful. That's why Pastor Rick developed a great new resource called The Power of Gratitude. Go to PastorRick.com to find out more or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called Withstanding the Winds of Life. Now, there's another boat incident in the Bible. This is different than the one we just looked at that teaches this truth of reminding myself how much Jesus cares. In Mark chapter 6, here's another boating incident out on the Sea of Galilee, Mark 46, 47, and 48. It says this, another evening, the disciples were out in their boat in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on land. So he's not in the boat with them this time. But Jesus saw his disciples were in trouble. Okay, from the shore, he could see they're in trouble, rowing hard with their oars because the wind was against them. So Jesus decided to walk out to them on the lake. This is his famous walking on water miracle. Okay, he sees they're in trouble. Background of this story. God, had, Jesus had said, you guys get out on the boat. I want you to take the boat up to Bethsaida. It's a three-hour trip up the coast of the Sea of Galilee to get to Bethsaida. Nine hours later, they're way off course. They're out in the middle of the, uh, of the, middle of the Sea of Galilee and can't even get back to shore. They're way, way off course. Why? Rogue winds. And so rather than something that was going to be a three-hour trip up the coast, it's nine hours and they're dead tired. Now, in this passage I just read you, I want you to notice, and I'm not going to go into this in detail, but in those few verses I just read, we see six common reasons we get fearful. We see all six of them right there. First, it says uh, another evening, it's nighttime. They're in the dark. Isn't it true that your fears go up in the dark? Isn't it true that you get more anxious, you get more um, fearful when you can't see your way? I don't see any way out of this financial problem. I don't see any way out of this mess. I don't see how we're going to make it through this. When you're in the dark and you can't see well, then you get fearful. Okay, second thing, they're in the middle of the lake. What's that mean? They're far from the safety of shore, okay? They feel insecure. When you feel insecure and you're not near safety, you're out in the middle of the, 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 the lake, you get fearful. Then it says they're in deep water. They're out of their comfort zone. They're in deep water. They're out of their comfort zone. They're not in the shallows of life. They're way in over their head. Some of you right now are in a situation where you're way in over your head. And that's making you nervous. It's making you fearful. It's making you uh, anxious. 
So it's nighttime, but they're in the middle of the lake. They're in deep water. Fourth thing, the reason they're fearful is Jesus isn't in the boat. So they feel like they're all on their own. And when you feel like you're all on your own, maybe you feel that way right now. This thing that I'm facing, I'm facing it all on my own. I'm trying to handle it all by myself. I'm sorry. That's why you need to share it with your spiritual family and let other people pray with you, pray for you, work with you, support you. That's why you need a small group. Jesus, when you feel like you're, not, you're on your own. Then it says, and the wind was against them. We get fearful when we feel opposition. When we feel like opposition is preventing our progress. The wind was against them. What's against you right now? What uncontrollable circumstances are against you? And that's causing you to feel fearful, okay? And then it says, Jesus saw that his disciples were in trouble rowing hard with their oars because the wind was against them. They're in trouble rowing hard. You know what? They're frustrated and they're tired. And you know what? When you get frustrated and when you get tired, your fear level goes up. Your anxiety level goes up. Now I'm sure many of you are identifying with at least one of these things. You're in the dark. You feel insecure, you're out of your comfort zone, you feel like you're on your own. There's opposition preventing your progress. When you're frustrated and you're tired, you've been rowing all day and you're not making any progress. They've been on the ocean, on the lake for nine hours. And it was only a three hour trip. Now that's the reason we get fearful. But this same passage that I just read gives us the three reasons why you don't need to be fearful. The three reasons why you don't need to be upset on the things that are out of your control. And here they are. First thing is it says, Jesus saw his disciples were in trouble. The first reason you need to be afraid is that Jesus notices our struggle. Jesus notices our struggle. He pays attention to our struggles. Did you know that everything you're going through right now, there's nothing that Jesus hasn't noticed? He knows what you're going through. He pays attention to your struggle. And just as he saw his disciples from the, from the shoreline going, they're having a hard time rowing and they can't get back to shore. They can't get back to safety. He sees where you're struggling. He sees where you're straining. Now here's what happens. The disciples are unaware that Jesus is paying attention to their struggle, so they get scared. When you're unaware, you get scared. When you forget that God is paying attention to every problem in your life, then you start acting like it's just you. It's not just you. You get scared when you're unaware that Jesus is paying attention. Never forget that Jesus pays attention to every single detail of your life. That's a fear reliever. Job 31 verse four here on the screen says, he sees everything I do and counts every step I take. So I should not be fearful 
even in uncontrollable situations, in the winds of life, because Jesus is noticing. He's paying attention. It's not like he's unaware. Number two, he doesn't just pay, he's not just aware, he cares. That's second thing. Jesus cares about your fatigue and Jesus cares about your frustration. He sees his disciples, they've been out there for nine hours rowing and they're not making any progress and they're tired. Like you're tired after what's happened all this last year. Jesus is not just aware, he cares, he cares. And he saw that they were rowing hard. But there's another thing, he not only pays attention and he not only cares, he does something about it. The third thing we see is that Jesus comes to me at my moment of desperation. Jesus comes to me at my moment of desperation. This story is actually told in the book of Matthew, in the book of Mark, uh, and in another gospel too. It's in three different gospels. So Mark chapter six says this, it was the fourth watch of the night when Jesus decided to go out to them, they're out there caught in the middle of the lake, walking on the lake. It's famous walking on water miracle. Now, it says it's the fourth watch of the night. Do you know what time that is? That's between three and 6 a.m. That's the fourth night of the watch. In the darkest time, in the loneliest time, they're exhausted. They've been fighting, as I said, the storm for nine hours. They're not getting anywhere, and the storm's blown them way off course. Notice that Jesus did not stand on the shoreline and shout instructions. He didn't stand on the shoreline and tell them what to do. He goes out to the people that he cares about. He comes to you in your moment of desperation. And he goes out to where they are and he intervenes. Friends, that's the gospel. A God who intervenes. A God who becomes incarnate. A God who comes to earth. A God who becomes one of us, who takes on all our problems and dies on the cross for our sin. He didn't shout from heaven new instructions. He comes and says, I'll solve the problem that you can't solve. He comes out to you. I don't know what you're going through right now, but I will tell you this. You may feel abandoned right now, but you're not. You are not. God is with you. God is with you. And you need to open your eyes and see Jesus walking on the water, coming to you in your moment of desperation between 3 and 6 a.m. in the fourth hour in the darkest part of the night. This is the promise of Jesus. John 14, look here on the screen. John 14, verse 18. I will not abandon you. What is it about that you don't understand? I will not abandon you. I will not leave you as orphans in the storm. I will come to you. Will you let him come to you today in the problem you're going through? Will you stop trying to row and 
do it all on your own power and let Jesus come to you? By the way, how does Jesus come to you when you're buffeted by the winds? When you're buffeted by those uncontrollable circumstances, you can't change if you wanted to. How does he come to you when you're buffeted by winds and waves? I'll tell you how he does. Walking on the very problem you're afraid of. He walks on the waves they're afraid are gonna lap into the boat and sink the ship. He's walking on the water. Why? He's God. And you say, how does he do this? Friends, this is not hard to understand if you understand that Jesus is God. Since Jesus is God, that means he created water. He can part the water. He can stop the water. He can get water out of a rock. He can walk on water. He can do anything he wants to with water. He's God. He invented it. Because he's the creator. Now, the rest of the story, there's a great sub-story of faith and doubt. And it says this. So they see Jesus walking out to them in the middle of the night, scares them to death. They think at first it's a ghost. And it says, then Peter, he looks out there and he sees Jesus walking. He says, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you on the water. So Jesus said, come on. Come on down. So Peter jumped out of the boat, started walking on the water toward Jesus. But when Peter looked at the wind, you're always going to get in trouble if you stop focusing on God's greatness, start focusing on the wind. When Peter looked at the wind, he became afraid and he began to sink. So he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand, caught Peter. Why did you doubt? Jesus asked. Okay, so you just had a little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then those in the boat worshiped Jesus saying, truly, you are the son of God. Now, I think this is really kind of interesting here that before jumping out, Peter asks for ID. Uh, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come be with you, okay? Can I join you? Now, Peter is not doubting the possibility of walking on water. He just wants to make sure it's Jesus, okay? He wants to just make sure that he's really seeing the Lord. Peter knew it's safer to be with Jesus out of the boat than to be in the boat without Jesus. So he goes, I'd rather be out there with him on those waves than in here without him. And Jesus says, come. And you know what? I am absolutely certain that when Peter said, Lord, if that's really you, invite me to come walk on the water, I'm sure that pleased the heart of God. He thought, that's my boy. He's willing to take a risk. He's willing to move against the impossible. He's willing to move against the storm. He's willing to go against the uncontrollable winds. And it, it, I'm sure it pleased him so much because that's what faith does. It's a, Peter gets the experience of a lifetime because without faith, it's impossible to please God. John Ortberg wrote a book. If you want to walk on water, you got to get out of the boat. 
Where do you need to get out of the boat? Where do you need to take a risk that you've never taken before? Now, it's interesting. In fact, you might write this down. That Peter, as long as he focused on Jesus, he's, he's doing just fine. As soon as he starts looking at the problem, he starts sinking. You might write this down. When I trust instead of think, I walk on water instead of sink. When I trust instead of think, I walk on water instead of sink. You know what the problem of many of you is? You think too much. You overthink everything, and that keeps you worried. When, but when I trust instead of think, I walk on water instead of sink. Now, notice, Jesus reached down to Peter and he says, you of little faith. Notice, he, he didn't say you of no faith. The guys in the boat were the guys who had no faith. Peter had a little faith. He just kind of lost some of it. But when Jesus gets in the boat, you notice the storm stops because the only unsinkable ship in the entire world was that boat at that moment because Jesus is in it. John 6, 21. And after they took Jesus into their boat, they were able to reach the destination they'd been trying to head for on the shore. Are you getting this? After they took Jesus into their boat, they were able to reach the destination they'd been trying to head for on the show. Some of you have been trying to get to a certain destination, but you're doing it on your own power. You're rowing on your own power. And you're rowing against uncontrollable winds. And you're not going to win against uncontrollable winds. But you take Jesus in your boat and you focus on his greatness and you remember how much he loves you and know that he cares and that he comes to you in your deepest need. And they were able to reach their destination. I want, as your pastor who loves you, your friend, your buddy, your spiritual coach, I want you to reach your destination. But you're going to have to do these four things we just talked about. Now, let me conclude by mentioning this. Sometimes God sends wins himself. They're not from Satan. Sometimes God sends wins from self in order to help you grow. And opposition and problems can actually be beneficial to you if you let it grow your character. You grow stronger with opposition. You grow stronger through um, difficulty. And opposition can be helpful if you respond correctly. A, a kite rises against the wind. A kite doesn't fly with the wind. A kite flies against the wind. And the stronger that wind is, the higher the kite can go. I have found in my own life that the greater the opposition, the higher I can go. the higher I can go. Kites rise with the wind. They use the wind. They use the opposition to soar even higher. That's what I want Saddleback Church to be known for. That's what I want you 
to be known for. Last verse, Psalm 104, verse four. You, Lord, use the winds as your messengers. Hello. What is God trying to say to you through your uncontrollable circumstances? You use the winds as your messengers. What message is God trying to get to you? What is he trying to say to you? He's trying to say, stay connected to your spiritual family. He's trying to say, put into practice everything in this book. Don't just hear it. You only get blessed if you do it. He's, he's trying to say, focus on my greatness. And remember, I will never stop loving you. And I care and I see and I'm aware and I pay attention to everything in your life and I will come to you in your hour and moment of despair. Just trust me. And if you'll let me get in your boat, there is no way it's gonna sink. Let's bow our heads. Jesus Christ, thank you for your word that it's practical, it's relevant. Thank that you have given us a church family that we may be built up together so that we all become fully mature, so that we all become grown up in our thinking. And then we'll no longer be spiritual babies tossed back and forth and blown here and there by every shifting wind. Lord, there's so many shifting winds in our society today that are just wrong. They're, they're wrong, they're false, they're lies, they're half-truths. And they're led by deceptive people who want to lead us into error that they make sound like the truth. Help us to look to your word knowing that it will always guide us in the right way. Why don't you pray? Say, Jesus Christ, you know the winds in my life. You know the uncontrollable circumstances that scare me, frustrate me, and fatigue me. Help me to do these four things you've told us to do. To stay connected to my spiritual family. Help me to put into practice everything I learn. Help me to focus on your greatness and to not just tell you about how big my problem is, but tell my problem how big you are. Help me to remember that you will never leave me alone. And thank you that you come walking on the water, the thing that scares me the most in my deepest need. Jesus Christ, if you've never invited him into your boat, say, Jesus Christ, come into my boat today. Be in my heart, be in my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In your name I pray. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody, and why don't you tell me? Write to me 
rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy that you've chosen to study along with us today. Did you know you can start every day with hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick? Well, you can when you sign up to receive his life-changing Bible teaching delivered directly to your inbox. Just go to PastorRick.com and sign up for his free Daily Hope devotional. Don't miss out. Sign up right now at PastorRick.com. Rick will be right back to close out our time today, but first, you've probably noticed the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. But it's not always easy to feel grateful. Here's Pastor Rick to tell you about an exciting new Bible study he created to help you practice daily gratitude. One of the things that God wants us to do, and he says it over and over in Scripture, is to practice gratitude. Did you know that gratitude is good for us? The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You want to know what God's will is for you right now? It is that you learn gratitude in all circumstances. There's always something you can be thankful for. In fact, I've discovered, and I've read many reports, that experts have told us that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion. Did you know that gratitude makes you more resistant to stress? Did you know that gratitude makes you less susceptible to illness? Did you know that gratitude increases your overall happiness and satisfaction? That gratitude gives your life more meaning and significance? I don't know if you've ever noticed that the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. So I want you to live with the attitude of gratitude, the attitude of thankfulness. Now, I've put together a brand new Bible study called The Power of Gratitude. And in it, you'll find scriptures and teaching and exercises that'll help you develop the habit, cultivate the habit of gratitude. You'll discover how to stay in God's will, how to defeat discouragement, how to conquer complaining, how to reduce stress, and how to experience God's blessing through gratitude. Friends, I want to help you develop a deep and a profound attitude of gratitude. The world is craving people like this, and you will be able to experience all that God has for you. So today, when you partner with me by giving a gift, a financial gift to Daily Hope, to help us take the certain hope of Jesus to people all around the world, I'm going to have my team send you the Power of Gratitude Bible Study. I just want to say thanks to you. I want to be grateful for you. You know, your support is essential for us taking the daily hope message of Jesus all around the world. So do that today. Send us a gift and let me send you a gift, and you'll be grateful, and so will we. God bless you. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And thanks so very much for your support. 
Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.